and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music-obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 32. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And we will start by going into our first news item. What have you got, Vivian? So our first story is a really exciting reunion story. So this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford, and it says, Rage Against the Machine are reuniting to headline Coachella 2020. It's been almost a full decade since we heard from Rage Against the Machine, but now, without warning, the band have announced their reunion in 2020 for a string of shows, including a headlining set at next year's Coachella Festival. According to Consequence of Sound, an unverified Instagram account announced reunion dates for the band that are solely along the border of Mexico and America. Rage Against the Machine are no strangers to political activism, so you can be sure that this has something to do with that. It has since been confirmed with the publication that these dates are legit. This will be the band's first show since 2011, but that doesn't mean music's contemporaries have stopped expressing their love for the iconic band. In fact, we've had two standout covers of their tracks to bang our heads to this year, Denzel Curry's Viral Like a Version of Bulls on Parade and Red Hook's cover of Guerrilla Radio for the song's 20th anniversary. Last year, Coachella was headlined by Tam Impala, Ariana Grande and Childish Gambino. Ooh, exciting. I am so excited for this. I love Rage Against the Machine. I love... They obviously love their music, but I love their political activism. They're so unapologetic in that. And, yeah, I just think it's so cool that they're reuniting, especially because, like, you know, they were so huge in the 90s when we weren't born. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if they'd ever make it to Australia. Yeah. But if that was to happen, I would be there. Wishful thinking, hey? Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, this is exciting news, and Coachella as well, like, one of the world's biggest music festival, pretty much, so. Yeah. Pretty cool. But, um, yes, Maddie, what is our second news story? So, our second news story is a bit, um, different to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> um, so I have an article here from Rolling Stone, written by Daniel Kreps, and it says, BG's biopic in the works from Bohemian Rhapsody producer. So a music biopic about Rock Hall inducted hitmakers The Bee Gees is in the works with Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King, Paramount Pictures and Steven Spielberg's Amblin partners shepherding the project. King's GK Films, which brought the box office hit and Oscar-nominated Queen biopic to the big screen, secured to the life rights to the Gibb Brothers story as well as the group's music rights, Deadline first reported. Paramount Pictures, which found success in the Elton John biopic Rocketman, and production company sister are also attached to the film. However, the Hollywood Reporter writes that Steven Spielberg had long been working on setting up the Bee Gees film for over a decade, first with DreamWorks and more recently with his Amblin, and has since been added to the biopic as a producer. Amblin was previously unsuccessful in securing in securing the necessary rights from Barry Gibb, the Bee Gees' lone surviving member. So there you go, Bee Gees mm. biopic in the works. I mean. I feel like it's a long... I feel like it's overdue, in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, because they've been working on it. Well, Steven Spielberg has been working yeah. on it for, like, over a decade, so... Yeah, so, which, in a way, is kind of concerning, maybe. Like, that's quite a long time to, you know, be working on something and then nothing come to fruition. So it's good that, you know, this is actually yeah. happening now. I'm curious as to why it... Like, he had so much trouble securing the rights for mm. it. Like, is there something to do with the fact that Barry Gibb doesn't want it to happen? Maybe. 
or like I mean it's really hard with these like sort of music movies because I know in the past there has been a lot of issues like with bands wanting to like for example um years ago when they made a Doors movie I remember the you know surviving members of the Doors weren't happy yeah with it because it was like this really experimental movie that wasn't really you know telling the story of Jim Morrison and so obviously the band members did it like that really like it whereas then again you know you had bohemian rhapsody and queen were really on board with that um i'm pretty sure they were like producers um which is you know like so you got like two ends of the spectrum there but yeah well it'll be interesting to see how it works if it will be like a similar sort of format to Mm. like queen or like the queen yeah one or i'm interested like I prefer, like, music movies that actually go deep into the story of, yeah, like, the origin story. Yep. Um, that's just, like, my preference. Like, did you, did you see Rocket Man? No, I haven't seen you it. Haven't. I really see, I feel like you'd it. really, really like it. Yeah. I, I've heard that, like, Rocket Man was really good. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody either, but I okay. heard Bohemian Rhapsody is more surface level. It is very sort of, like, this happened, then they yeah. went, did this concert. And yeah, which. This event in that, it was sort of like a. It was like a movie timeline of like yeah. Freddie Mercury, yeah, basically. Which I don't know. Whereas, if I would like. whereas Rocket Man, mm. it sort of delves a lot into like Elton John's sort of persona and where Elton John came from, because obviously that's yeah. his real name, and you know, like yeah. the whole like creating of him and what like he emotionally was going through. See that, which I feel like you would like a lot better. Yeah, I feel like I prefer that, but it makes sense because but you know Bohemian Rhapsody with Queen like. I get that they were probably trying to appeal to, like, a wider audience, which, yeah, yeah. you know, is the trouble, again, with these kind of movies. So I'm really interested to see, yeah. like, how they're going to go. But, yeah. Now we're going to head into our last news story, and we have another interesting rock news, I guess. Uh, this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Laura English, and it says, Iron Maiden have teased a 2020 Australian tour. Metalheads, get ready. Iron Maiden have released a teaser video for the next leg of their Legacy of the Beast World Tour. In the video, Iron Maiden's intrepid reporter goes backstage to find out where the band might be going next. Iron Maiden mascot Eddie is packing with a checklist that reads pants, socks, passport, Eddie's jacket, and a pair of budgie smugglers. Clue numero uno. The cheeky video also features waltzing Matilda strummed on a guitar, a boomerang sticker on a vinyl, and Eddie in a classic cork hat and swag. Full Australia New Zealand tour details and ticket info will be announced next Thursday, 7th of November. Iron Maiden's Legacy of the Beast tour has been insane, reportedly featuring lots of fire, sword fights, and outfit changes. The band upped the tour in Chile on the 15th of October. They said to fans, quote, America, Canada, I know you've been following us and here we are, finishing up in South America. Some of the biggest shows of the tour with amazing fans. Can it get any better? With bassist Steve Harris saying, every gig's been great. They're all different and have all been bloody good. The hardcore fans that have followed us everywhere, I just want to thank them because they've been amazing. End quote. I'm so excited. (laughs) I really want this to happen because I love Iron Maiden. My mum loves Iron Maiden. Like, she was the one who introduced me to them. So, if it gets announced, I honestly, I hope the tickets aren't ridiculously expensive although they probably will be yeah look odds are on you know more expensive exactly because you know when back when metallica were going to tour australia when they first released tickets i was really sad because it was really expensive yeah but 
I'm hoping, you know, maybe I'd be able to, like, scrape through, like, one of the more, like, worse seats, depending on where they would play. I feel like they actually might play at, um, at QSAC. QSAC, because yeah. that's ten, like, that's where, if you're not from Brisbane, don't worry. <laughs> but that's ten, like, and rock bands that come to Brisbane, that they tend to go there for some yeah, reason. Yeah, either there or, like, the entertainment centre. Yeah. Which I would prefer QSAC, because it's a lot closer. Yeah. But you wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, but, you know. <laughs> Let's not get into that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm really excited. I hope I hope I get to go. Probably, obviously, bring my mum. <laughs> <laughs> Cute mother-daughter day. Yeah. Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> that's what we did with Guns N' Roses, which Aww, was that's so adorable. fun. But I love that. Yeah. So, anyway, that brings us to the end of our news segment. Uh, before we go into talking about our songs... We encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the go down to the description, uh, click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about, so you don't get lost when we mention something interesting. So we're going to start with song of the week. Maddie, what have you got for us? So my song of the week this week is by an Australian band. Um, they're called Coterie, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, and it's their song "Where We Began." So. Uh, this one came up on one of my, like, Discover Weekly playlists, I think. Um, and I was like, oh, these guys sound really, really cool. I really like this song. And I went to their, like, bio or whatever. And this is the only song that they've got. Mm. So um, it is a banger, I, I have <laughs> to say. Um, so it's Four Brothers from Perth. And um, they are absolutely incredible. Like, mm. they're the main, vo- I think the main vocalist is Tyler. Uh, who does a lot of the lead vocals, um, but the rest of the boys, um, Joshua, Branford, and Conrad, they all do backing vocals as well, and then they, you know, play all the instruments in the band, obviously. <laughs> um, but their vocal ability is insane. Like, mm. it's so, 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 so beautiful. And there's always something, like, I've, we've mentioned it on the podcast in previous episodes, but there's something about when siblings yeah. sing together, it just, like, it just makes it, like so much better in my opinion like yeah. their voices just all blend so well together it just sounds and... more cohesive for obvious reasons but yeah. you know they've probably been singing together forever but, exactly yeah but yeah they're absolutely incredible and the one thing that sort of like stood out to me for this song is like in the verses the melody is very very low mm. but tyler's voice is just so rich and it just like works so well within his range and it's like um i I got chills when mm. I heard it first. I was like, oh my goodness. I, I like, was in awe as well. Like, like the hairs on the back of my neck stood on end. I was like, oh, this is glorious. But yeah, yeah it's such a, it's such a toned down sort of chill, like vibey sort of track. And it's, yeah, I, I really, really love it. And like the backing vocals are incredible and just the beats really good mm. to listen to. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this song. Um, I've been listening to it quite a lot. So that is my song of the week. It's Where We Began by Coterie. And we will throw it over to Vivian uh, with your song of the week. Yes. So my song of the week this week is Hate That You Know Me by Bleachers. So this is a bit of an older one, but um, I kind of just found it again this week for some reason. I don't even know (laughs) why. But um, it's, yeah, this is such an interesting song because... Bleachers, the lead singer is Jack Antonoff, who we have mentioned on the podcast before. He's a renowned producer in the music industry. 
You know, he's produced um, songs for Taylor Swift, Lord, Lana Del Rey, a whole bunch of artists. So, you know, years ago when I first heard about him, um, I he, you know, posted on Instagram that he had a band. And when I looked through their stuff, I was in love instantly. Because yeah. this and much of their other songs have a very similar vibe in that it's upbeat, it's definitely pop rock but because he's so good with producing there's so many interesting production elements in all of their songs and yeah this one is pretty much similar in the sense that it's it's really cool because in the chorus um it's like a typical sort of like pop rock chorus but the backing vocals are from carly ray jepson which is really interesting. yeah when you told me that i was very very interested yeah because i because you know you hear a female singing and you're like that's not Jack Antonoff. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but like, yeah, I'm like it could be, but it doesn't really sound like. <laughs> there could be a lot of different vocals. Yeah, it, but you know, literally. And then yeah, I looked into it, and which I thought was really cool because, um, you know, she's. I feel like she tends to be sort of looked away a lot now because of that one hit song that she had. Yeah. But she's actually released really good music since then. But I've been meaning to actually listen to. Oh, like, for sure. Like stuff. it's definitely you'll have to check it out, but. That's another thing. Look at me going on tangents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the song. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, and in the verses, you know, he's singing things that he doesn't like about himself. So, I've been talking to strangers, I've been staying up all night, and you know what? I hate it. But he's singing the things he doesn't like about himself. And then when he says, and you know what? I hate it. He's speaking, which is very cool. It's such an interesting like, way of storytelling, I yeah. feel like. And um, in the second verse, he's doing the same thing, but then he screams it. He's like, and you know what? I hate it. Like, it's just like yeah. so much emotion. Love it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a really cool song. Definitely upbeat. So boppy. It's so funky. Too. Yeah. Like, when, I, when, when you first played it for me, I was like, this is such, like, an interesting tune because there's so many different sort of things going on and mm. it's not sort of, like, your typical, like, pop instrumentation or, no, or no. any of it. Yeah. It's, it's very, very unique, very, very funky. I Yeah, I was very, very impressed. I was like, I am definitely <laughs> adding this to my, like, constant rotation because this is a really, really awesome song. Yeah, it's just such a fun song and a lot of their stuff is like that and it's just cool to see another sort of dimension of Jack Antonoff. Like, he's so incredibly talented. Um, so, yeah, that was my song of the week this week, Hate That You Know Me by Bleachers. Now we're going to go into Under a Rock. And my Under a Rock this week is Mistakes by Tove Sturke. I'm really sorry if I completely butchered that. So I'm not going to say her <laughs> name again. <laughs> Just so I don't do it again. Anyway, this song, it's really interesting because um, I listened to... I've heard of her before. And, I, you know, she's from Sweden. I've heard that she's very sort of experimental avant-garde in sort of the pop realm and I listened to her other songs first and it definitely does sort of fit that description I would say so I wasn't really digging it but then I came across Mistakes and it just felt like a completely different song out of her catalogue like it was it's very I would definitely say it's more like radio friendly we've talked about this in the past um and it's definitely appeals to more people because it's it's got like the typical structure. You yeah. Know? yeah. I feel like a lot of her other songs don't really have that. Um 
and this one though, what I what I first I guess what sort of piqued my interest at first was in the verses she starts like she starts singing and she's singing like different metaphors like you got me buzzing like a street light and then you would hear like a street light buzzing like which is really cool and yeah then, yeah like, adding those sound effects yeah, yeah like yeah. to sort of I guess just add another element to it and yeah she would do that for like other metaphors as well which is pretty cool and then the chorus it completely like when you first go into the chorus like all the production drops out and then you hear her vocals which was I really like that like it kind of just broke up the sort of typical production that you would hear throughout the entire song and the chorus is just really infectious to me like there's not anything about this song that I can say is incredibly unique or different but for me like the chorus I for me personally if a song has a really solid chorus that you can sing along to that isn't annoying that's a bop I will probably like the song you know like yeah so and I definitely think that this song fits within fits into that because um you know she's singing like you make me want to make mistakes bend my heart until it breaks like I thought like the the lyrics that she was using were really cool as well so yeah um it's an interesting song bit different for me like yeah it's definitely not within my normal taste yeah well it's interesting that you say that like you like the chorus of this song (laughs) because i hate it (laughs) not gonna lie yeah like i think i look don't get me wrong i really really appreciate the whole like production value of the song it's really really cool and i really enjoyed like the breakdown sort of mm. before it gets into the chorus where like everything sort of drops out and it's just the vocals and it's mm. really really punchy and I really like that mm. but the because a lot of the melodic sort of content of the chorus is a lot of slides and yeah. like the backing vocals sort of echo it and then it's just very like wishy-washy <laughs> and I just I just can't do it and like I listened to the first like chorus and then it came back around again and I'm like okay you can <laughs> You can turn it off now. Like, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> like, thank you for coming. And that's so fascinating. We always say, like, if I like something and then, you know, if Maddie doesn't like that thing, it's so fascinating how, like, that can invoke different responses yeah. from us. Because, you know, I, I like that effect. Like, I like that sort of technique that she's doing. But then, you know, you don't. Yeah, it just turns me off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Fair enough, it's though. Not, it's not for everyone, but, yeah. you know, that's that's what music is. So. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, that was my Under a Rock this week. So, Maddie, what is your Under a Rock? My Under a Rock this week is from someone who is getting a lot of traction uh, recently. Oh, uh, um, yes. So, my song is Face to Face by Rex Orange County. So, um, with this song, I haven't really listened to much of his music previously like I've listened to like best friend and like loving is easy and all of the you Mm -hmm. know very stereotypical like number one hits from him um and I did like them like I do um I find something really really nice and really sort of like soothing about his music which is really interesting um but face to face has a very different sort of vibe, which is which is really great to hear because a lot of the songs that I have heard from him are all very similar. Mm. They're all um, very much the same instrumentation and very sort of monotone kind yes. of melodies, and there isn't like a lot going on. Which in some cases is really good, and then you know depends what 
what you're into. But this one, for example, um, the beginning of it is like amazing. Mm. I love it because it's just like these block harmonies um, of, and I really, really like the lyrics too. It's like, um, you grew up, I grew down and we grew out or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just like really, really cool. And these like block harmonies and there's like no instrumentation under it. It's like just the vocals and it just caught me straight away. I was instantly hooked. I was like, oh my goodness, this is really, really cool. And then when the um when as the song sort of progresses like more and more sort of elements get added and there's like different there's a lot of sort of like little little things that you don't really notice like i think there's like a like a triangle sound somewhere mm. in there and there's like a lot of different kind of like belly ringing type like scraping noises like there's a yeah. lot of like it's like sprinkles of it though like you yeah, really have it's to not overwhelming no. yeah yeah cuz i cuz we were talking about it before before the podcast and um, I sort of, it sort of reminded me of like the, the toy instruments yep. that you'd find in like preschools, like, you know, like the scraping wood mm. block and like the really sort of, um, the metal like toy xylophones yep. and, and sort of like very innocent childlike sounds like that is sort of like put throughout it, but it doesn't sort of overwhelm the song in any way. It sort of still fits and no, still yeah. it sounds like. Um, cohesive, which is really, really nice. But yeah, this is, that was my um, Under a Rock. So it's Face to Face by Rex Orange County. Um, so we will go into our final segment this week, which is Caught My Ear. And I will kick us off with um, a song called Feels Like by Hardly. Mm. Um, so they are, I would say, very fairly new on the block. I looked at their um, Spotify discography and they've only got songs from this year. Um, and they've only just released sort of like an EP in August. Um, and I cannot find them anywhere on the internet other than that because like they don't have a website. I can't find their Instagram. They're like, they're just like an entity sort of yeah. floating around releasing music without any Which is info so on weird, them. like especially in the, you know, where we're, where we're at yeah. now with social media, but. I'll have to do some more digging. So mm. I would tell you a bit about them, but I don't really know anything <laughs> about them myself. Um, but I think it's like, I think that it's a pair of them. There's like a girl and a boy because that's their like um, Spotify Photo. header. So I'm assuming that's that's their whole that's band. That's who they are. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's this one. This um, The thing that sort of caught my ear in this, it's got like, it's a very, very slow paced song. Yes. Um, and there isn't like a lot going for it this doesn't sound really good does it i'm not starting out well no no you're doing good like i think you're doing good i'm not selling it am i <laughs> um <laughs> no but like i think it's just sort of the way in which um the vocals like the melody is sort of done is mm. really really interesting and i really like that and there's a couple of sort of um different other instrumentation elements that i really really like sort of like thrown throughout it it's not like an over-the-top song it's very very pared back and very sort of chill yeah. and slow like it's not it's something that you put on when you're going to bed really <laughs> it's like <laughs> but yeah I don't know just something about it just like piqued yeah. my interest well I really liked her vocals I, I thought that was the mm. thing that caught my ear when I listened to it um especially because like there's she does a few interesting things, like, in the chorus, which, you know, I think were really cool. But, yeah, I think for me, I I think because of the 
how, you know, the pace of the song, when you first hear the verse and then you hear the chorus, you enjoy it, but then when you get to the second verse, it's basically the same as the first verse, and it can feel like it's sort of dragging, Mm. but I think that's just because, you know, I'm extremely tired right now, so when I listened to it, I was like... (laughs) Ooh. Well, I literally said it's a song you put to go <laughs> exactly. bed. Exactly. So. You know, so you weren't wrong. But um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool song though. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoy it. Like, you guys listen to it. Let me know what you think. Yes, for sure. I definitely, definitely like it. Um, So it's Feels Like by Hardly without an A if you're trying to look them up. Yes, in capital letters too. Capital letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you can always go down to the description, look at the playlists, yes. l- like listen to the songs that way. It's a lot easier. Um, so we'll throw it over to you for your Caught My Ear, Viv. Yeah, so my Caught My Ear this week is Haim's new song, Now I'm In It. Um, so this is a really cool one. You know, this is the first thing they've released since Summer Girl, which was so different for them. And this one is also very different for them, which is why I chose it as my Caught My Ear. You know, Summer Girl was this sort of, like, definitely very summery, like, acoustic weird sort of like walk on the wild side vibes like it was definitely experimental um wasn't feeling that one but yeah but then this one they're definitely more within their element it's more upbeat there's so many percussive elements which is so very much like heim um but the production in this one they there's so many different elements to it that you wouldn't normally hear from them so there's this really infectious bass line that just instantly reminded me of Stevie Nicks' um, Edge of Seventeen, like, which is so, like, it's such a good way to yeah. sort of push the song forward. Um, and then, yeah, I think Danielle's on lead vocals, and she sounds amazing, as usual. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about this before, early in the podcast, siblings, like... And the thing is with Haim, I feel like, you know... They're so in tune with each other, like, even in terms of, like, when they play their instruments, like, you just, it sounds so cohesive and so authentic, and that's something I've always loved about them. Um, But the cool thing with this one is it also has, like, these really interesting, like, synths, like, thrown in there, like, there's, you know, but it doesn't feel overwhelming to me, like, I, I felt like they seemed quite comfortable even though it was kind of ex- experimental for them yeah um and it, i don't know it's got me excited for their new stuff because you know we had summer girl which was so so different and then this one's definitely more upbeat it's you know got me interested to see like what kind of vibe they're going for with their new album because yeah their first two albums i love and i still listen to constantly now so yeah yeah i hope that it will be the same for the next one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like another cool thing with this one is as well, um, like with the percussive elements, like even in the way that like Danielle sings, it's very like percussive in a way. Yeah, because like, the way, yeah, like I, I completely understand what you you're You get what I'm from, trying to say? Because like when they like put out the words, yeah. it's like they're, like they're not just singing them, they're sort of like, it's it's hard to describe. It's really hard it. to it's describe. It's like they're trying to like they're like saying it at you and like yeah. punching them out. It's very punchy. Yeah. So you like know what they're saying. Yeah. So yeah, it, they've it always really done that, and it's such a cool like I've always loved that effect that they that they do. But yeah. yeah. So um, 
this one was my call my ear now i'm in it by heim and that brings us to the end of this episode because we have we had no recommendations again sadly Sad. i don't even think i put out a call out for them so well that you know could what? be my fault well you know what people should know anyway maddie you should just dm <laughs> us randomly you don't have to wait until i ask you for them exactly Comment on our instagram just like, be like send us a dm listen to this and we'll listen to tweet it tweet at us do whatever you want yeah you know we will listen to it like no matter <laughs> what it is we'll listen to it yeah. um so yes thank you so much for listening guys you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other platforms. We try to be as available as possible. So let us know what you thought about the songs that we had a chat about this week. We had very um, differing opinions on some of them, so it'll be interesting to see your viewpoints and whose side you're on, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> of the songs. Um, you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we will see you on Monday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See you later.